Children Talk Faith. This is Dive Deep. From the Diocese of Springfield in Illinois, this is Dive Deep, where we dive deep into our Catholic faith. I am Andrew Hansen. You know, sometimes you you don't need to look to a priest, a theology professor, or even your spouse to get you inspired about our Catholic faith. You can look to our children who are excited to live out our faith, and they do it joyfully. But why? Why do these children do it? How do they get this way? And what suggestions do they have for parents? And joining us today is Matthew and Thomas, both of Springfield. Matthew, you're a freshman at Sacred Heart Griffin. And Thomas, you are a sixth grader at Blessed Sacrament School in Springfield. So great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming on Dive Deep. Of course, my pleasure. (laughs) We are pumped to have you guys here and to talk to you about the faith. Matthew and Thomas, you both have your own, I'll say, private podcast it's on YouTube. I've seen it because it's just behind some links. You guys are doing an awesome job. And I know, um, Thomas, you are writing a book right now about the Eucharist. Yes, I am. Wow, that's pretty cool. When's that coming out? Do you have a date yet? My goal is by my birthday in July. In July. Okay. So this summer, so this podcast is going to come out after that. So we need to look for that. People need it. What's the, what's, the, what's the title of it? Mass Miracles and Mysteries. Ooh, okay. So we'll have to be on the lookout for that because, again, this podcast we're recording before before July, so look for that. Now, let's get into it. Um, you guys love the Catholic faith. So, Matthew, I'm going to start with you right out of the gate. Give me three things. What are your three favorite things about the Catholic faith? Um, that's hard. There's a lot of things. <laughs> your um, top three. Top three, probably um, the people. Okay. The... Um, Oh, that's hard. Like the people, of course, um, the teachings that show us the way like to eternal life with God in heaven and like the mystery behind it. Like we don't know for sure. And all of us must have this faith to like be able to have the eternal life with him in heaven. And it's like a hard thing to do. But like there's all these people and we're all in the same boat and we're all trying to get everyone everyone in the world to be a part of this faith where we might be able to have eternal life and salvation in him. Okay. And what's the, what's another one? Um, priests. Priests. Okay. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Thomas, I got to ask you your three favorite things about the faith. Well, the gifts that God gives us and we get the Eucharist, um, the people again, and well priest i mean it's kind of like (laughs) you gotta have the priest for the sacraments i mean heck you're writing a book on the eucharist Uh without the priest wouldn't have the eucharist okay really cool stuff okay now so many people right now aren't going to mass as we know unfortunately they they find it boring they feel like they get nothing out of it and especially our younger generations I, i look at you you both but you guys go to mass so what is it about the mass that you love so much about it. Matthew, I'll, I'll start with you. What do you love about the Mass? Well, of course, the Eucharist. It is Jesus coming down to earth, and um, it's reminding us that he came 2,000 years ago in human form, and he's doing it again every single day in the Mass, and we hear these readings predicting that Jesus came, and these people that trusted that he would come, and the... Um, 
they knew that he was coming and they all prepared for him. And we remember that every Sunday, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday <laughs> in the Mass. And it's a beautiful thing. Thomas, what about you? What do you love about the Mass so much? I like how it's like you're watching a miracle every time you go because that bread and wine are turning into the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pretty cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to read your book. This is, this is going to be because <laughs> yeah. you're, yeah, you're, you're talking about this all the time. Okay, now, now both you guys, go, of course, go to Catholic schools, but we live in a culture right now that is very hostile to the Catholic faith, especially on social media where many of your peers are right now. How do you remain faith-filled? Because both of you guys just say you love the faith. It's so inspirational. Even talking to you guys in just for a few minutes is so uplifting, listening to what you have to say. But how are you remaining faith-filled when your generation and, and we're in a culture that is so anti-faith? Matthew, again, I'll start with you. What, what, how do you remain so faith-filled? What do you do to remain faith-filled? There's too much evidence for our faith to not be faith-filled, I think, and that these arguments against it and the things they're saying against it aren't they're not thought through it's just these ideas that they have and that they say are like the catholic faith is so against like humans and they just want to tear everybody down and apart it's not true and that these arguments if you look at them they're just the things tearing everybody apart because the um these ideas and just targeting people for um, being so-called against them. Um, it just sows more division, and it's not true. And, um, yeah. Excellent. And, Thomas, what about you? How do you remain faithful despite all the, the attacks we face as Catholics and just people in faith in general? I just kind of look at them, and I, like, I know they're fake because there's, again, too much evidence. And it's just I know, like— <laughs> I feel like I know that that's really what they're just, they don't know. Excellent. Now, of course, you guys both love the faith and listening to, you know, listening to you guys and, and watching young children who are, who are also in your same boat. Um, what suggestions do you have for parents? Okay, so now I'm a parent. I got, I got four boys. This is what I want to hear you. So young parents might be thinking, you know, okay, I want my children to be, to sound like you two guys. Like you love the faith. You love going to mass. You're all about it. You're faith filled. What should I be telling my children? Or let's say I'm, I'm a young person who wants to have a family and I, and I want my children to be as faithful as you two are. Is there something that you love what your parents are doing? Or do you have any advice for parents on what we should be saying or what, what, sh- what should we be doing for our kids so they can grow up faith-filled? Matthew, what do you think? Um, well, first of all, go to Mass every Sunday and meet the people the older people, the younger people, all the people that are going to Mass, and, like, have your parish uh, priest, your pastor, be um, very, like, active role model in the children's lives, and also show them the great things that happen in the church. Like, I know my um, parents have shown me, like, all about the great things that are happening in our diocese, like all the, the Norbertines coming, for example. Like, that's an amazing thing, and these guys have so much faith, and it's really cool to see, and it just, like, has made me really want to be there, go to Mass, like, pray every single day, you know, like... Yeah. And, and Thomas, what about you? If, if you had to give advice to someone like me who has young kids or maybe a young person who wants to have a family, what, what would you say? 
go to mass and you know like figure out what like the symbolism is in the church and then you know that and then like have a priest come over to your house and maybe just have the, the child like sit at the table and listen to the conversations and that kind of like you get to figure out like what's actually happening and yeah, you get to yeah and I've, I've often heard often heard that for parents who want their children to grow up in the faith and to be strong one of the best things to do and matthew you kind of hit on it, is for parents to talk about the faith and just, you know, being that witness and, and constantly having that that positive, uh, you know, positive message and everything that the church teaches. Because I know young people, you guys are always, you're craving for these truths. How, how often are you two either talking with your parents or your teachers or with each other? Do you guys, are you looking up these hard questions about the faith? And, and how do you, how do you figure out, you know, what the answers are, Matthew? What, what, what do you guys, what are you guys doing when you're facing these tough questions? Tough questions, well, of course, pray. You know, you pray, you start conversation with it. You see the different opinions on this, um, like, tough topic, or, like, you just find ways to really see, and your faith, like, you look for the questions that really tell you, is this right, is this true? Does my faith agree with this? Do the books of the Bible and the um, Gospels and would Jesus agree with this? Like th- that type of thing will just help you. And knowing that going forward, you know that ultimately you have the right opinion. And no matter what anyone else says, you, it's it's true. You know what's true. You know what's false. If you do those things. Excellent. Now, now, Thomas, what do you do to guard yourself against sin and selfishness and, and going with the pleasures of the world, the ways of the world. What are some of the tips that you, you can, you, you've been doing that you think have been helpful that even us, you know, parents and, and adults might be like, Oh wow, that's actually really good stuff. What do you, what do you do um, as a sixth grader to guard yourself against evil? I, I just like try to remember, like if I tempted to do something, I just remember what the gospels teach us to do, what Jesus teaches us to do. And if I see other people doing it, I remember not to. What would Jesus do? It's always a good line. Matthew, what about you? Turn to prayer probably again. Yeah. I feel like prayer is obviously, that's a big part of your life. You're always turning yeah. to that. Uh-huh. Um, really, I mean, it's, it's so, again, it's so fascinating listening to you guys about, you know, you're even offering practical advice, but it's advice that, that I think even us adult Catholics who have been, we, we sometimes forget like, oh yeah, that's right, we should pray. Oh yeah, that's right, we should turn to the Bible. That might be a good thing to think about every once in a while when we're out, out there in the world. Um, was there a moment, Matthew, I'll start with you here. Was there a moment in your life so far as a young Catholic that just accelerated your love for God or just was really like, holy cow, that was an amazing thing I got to experience or this moment in your life that really just inspired you that really almost like really woke you up about the faith? Was there anything that comes to mind? I think there were like a series of moments. Give us those series of moments. So it's like... I've done a lot of things in my faith that have like brought me closer, like talking to the Norbertines, seeing different churches. I went to Rome when I was 10. Um, that was a real treat. And I got to see like all of these things, like the remnants of the cross, the nails that were in Jesus' hands, St. Peter's Basilica. I saw the Pope on his Wednesday audience. It was like all of these things and all of these people in the faith. I was like, wow, this is real. This is like holy cow. Um, and, um, like also playing music kind of too, cause I like to, um, 
God gave God gave me an ability to um, pick up my trumpet and just play it at churches and things like that. And I've met so many um, musicians that play at uh, mass and through the church. And the music in our faith is just so amazing as well. I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's awesome. Thomas, what about you? Is was there a moment or moments like like your brother that really you felt energized your faith and took it to another level? A few years ago, when the first March for Life was in Springfield, I was able to see, like, how many people actually, like, believed, and I got to see that. And also, when I was little, in, like, second grade, I didn't know before, like, what was actually happening. And then we learned about it, and I was like, wait a minute, I want to go see this. Now that I actually know what's happening, and I heard the bells ring, and I was like, wow, that's what's, like, that's Jesus. That's really cool. Yeah, do you guys remember your first communion and, and confirmation, what that was like, Matthew? Well, my first communion was a long time ago. <laughs> I remember um, just... You, you're acting like you're like 80 years old with that comment. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. I mean, I was in second grade. It was a long time ago. I don't really remember, but um, I feel 80 years old. Um, but <laughs> so... I don't really remember much about my first communion other than like learning about the true mystery of the Eucharist and like seeing it in the mass and more understanding of it. Like Thomas said, that was really um, powerful. And then also my confirmation, which was last year. So I should remember it. I think I do. (laughs) One second. Remember the Holy Spirit coming down upon you? Uh, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was really powerful too. The laying of your the hands on my head with the oils and um, with the sacred chrism. And I just um, felt empowered to like be more active in my faith. And I was like, I'm really a member. I've got to be more active. I got to evangelize my faith so that others may feel the same way as I do. I mean, Thomas, you were writing a book or wrote a book on the Eucharist. So do you remember your first communion? A little bit earlier, unlike your brother who felt like it was a hundred years ago. You're a little bit more recent. I remember this one feeling when I, when I received it in my hands, it was like, it was refreshment joy. And I just, it felt like peaceful. It was very like, you know, like refreshing. Something you'll remember forever. Okay, let's get to the Bible. I know you guys mentioned the Bible. Matthew, is there a favorite story, a favorite passage that you you love? Something you always live by? Anything come to mind? Well, when you said that, I don't know, kind of didn't hit me till now. Um, Must be the Holy Spirit from confirmation hitting you. I don't know. Um, David and Goliath. Like, um, the Catholic Church is David, and we're taking on the society today with all of its like different beliefs and like all the like noise and just everyone fighting all at once. And then uh, we're just little David throwing stone stones of love into the world and like trying to bring everyone back together. I feel like with our faith. Excellent, Thomas. What about you? Favorite passage or favorite story from the Bible? I like the parable of the sower. It's very like. It's like it teaches about if how you li- listen to the um, readings and how that kind of dis- describes you. Okay. Now, one thing I love about the Catholic faith, I asked that question right out of the gate for you guys. Um, you guys gave some great answers. The saints. I'm a big saints guy. And, you know, one thing that sets the Catholic Church apart from other 
face are the saints, the community of saints in heaven. So I'm going to ask you, Matthew, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. Who are your favorite saints and why? Um, well, St. John Bahal II, okay. of course, because he um, grew up in Poland and through World War II, he was being prosecuted for trying to become a priest, I believe. And he just, um, it was like he was in the underground semi- uh, seminary, uh, I think. So it was like people were really trying to um, separate him from his faith, but he tried as hard as he could. And he just, like, all of his teachings are just amazing. And, um, yeah. And then also St. Philip Neri. He's, um, Philip Neary. Yeah. All right. G- my, give us the lowdown on Philip so, Neary because he's one you don't yeah. hear about too much. He's my confirmation saint. So okay. he's like um, a big jokes guy. Like he always kept a joke book and a Bible next to his bed when he slept. He was a funny priest. And um, I feel like his faith, he lived out in joy. And I think it can be really powerful when you live out your faith, especially in joy. And so that's why he's another one of my favorite saints. Thomas, is he, is he the jokester in the family, Matthew? I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he has the spirit of Philip Neary in his heart. All right, uh, Thomas, what about you? Who are your favorite saints? Saint uh, Isidore the farmer, because he's a farmer, and his story is quite interesting. And you love agriculture and yes. farming-related mm-hmm. things. Cool. And Saint John Paul II, because he really promoted the Catholic faith, and he was just very holy. Anybody else? Those are, those are two good ones, two. But, but those are a couple. Okay. Now, last question for you guys. I want you to finish this sentence. It can be one word. It can be a phrase. It can be a paragraph, whatever you want to say. I love my Catholic faith because, Matthew, you're putting your head up. Well, finish the sentence. I'll go with you. I love my Catholic faith because? Jesus and salvation. Sweet. Thomas? Yeah. Because of the Eucharist. I love it. That's Jesus and salvation all right there. Thomas and Matthew, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on Dive Deep and being an inspiration to so many of us. We wish you all the best on your school year. Thanks for coming on Dive Deep. We look forward to that book, Thomas. You got to keep us posted on that. Good to see you guys both. Thanks for coming on Dive Deep. My pleasure. For more podcasts, head over to dive.org slash podcast.